You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, I'd fast and pray. You see, I didn't have any right. You have a right to believe God for anything He's promised in His Word because you've got a solid foundation of faith. But you know why a lot of people fail in faith? It's because they try to get out beyond the Word of God to believe for something. Are you listening to me? Beyond actual knowledge. Now, see, I didn't have a right because the Lord didn't tell me that in His Word. He didn't tell that to me by His Spirit that this strong anointing is going to come or abide. And so I didn't have a right to claim it by faith, but I would just simply wait on Him. And because we read here, let him that ministereth wait on his ministry. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But in 1954, I'd gone out to California to preach a camp meeting at the well, actually, the recommendation to Brother Lindsay uh, to these people. And after I preached the camp meeting, I was preaching in, on Sunday in San Jose, California. And in a Sunday afternoon service, suddenly that strong anointing came on me again. And when that anointing came upon me, I just began to run and touch people with my finger. And this time I touched 45 people. 45 out of the 45 I touched, every single one of them fell flat on the floor just like you knocked them in the head with a baseball bat. And 20-some-odd of them who had never spoken in tongues before began speaking with other tongues were baptized in the Holy Ghost. That happened to me four times over a 20-year period. Now, I'd fast and pray. You see, I didn't have any right. You have a right to believe God for anything He's promised in His Word because you've got a solid foundation of faith. But you know why a lot of people fail in faith? is because they try to get out beyond the Word of God to believe for something. Are you listening to me? Beyond actual knowledge. Now, see, I didn't have a right because the Lord didn't tell me that in His Word. He didn't tell that to me by His Spirit that this strong anointing is going to come or abide. And so I didn't have a right to claim it by faith, but I would just simply wait on Him. And because we read here, let him that ministereth wait on his ministry. I would wait on God and prepare myself, you see. And I would fast sometimes and say, now, Lord, if you want to reuse me again that way, that's perfectly all right with me. And I'm just waiting and praying and preparing myself. So if it's something I can do, you know, I, I, want, I don't want to fail on my end of the line. And it wouldn't work. Never came. Then when I wasn't doing it, and I, you understand I'm not minimizing fasting, but, or praying either. But then when I, when I wasn't fasting and wasn't doing any, you know, protracted praying, I always pray. I wake up in the morning praying. I go to sleep praying. I pray all the time. Praise God. Somebody asked me here a while back, some preacher said, Brother Hagin, you prayed through today? I said, no, sir. He looked at me and said, you haven't? No. I said, I haven't prayed through in 30-some-odd years. Now, this is several years ago. It'll be 40 years. I haven't prayed through in 30-some-odd years. He looked at me just quite funny, you know. And I saw he was a little taken aback. I said, I stay through. Amen. Now, it's all right to pray through if you need to. And you ought to do it. But my brother, sister, and young men and young women, you can li live and walk in fellowship with God every single day. Are you listening to me? You can walk in fellowship with Him every single day. Praise God. Stay in fellowship with Him. The way you stay in fellowship with God, is your fellowship with Him is by His Word, through His Word, and by prayer. I go to sleep praying. I wake up praying. Praise God. I pray at night time a lot of time. 
I, I got started on the bed of affliction. I'd do my praying at nighttime. Sometimes I'd pray several hours in the nighttime, just real quiet and never disturb anybody. Sometimes pray in the spirit that way. And you can stay in fellowship with God. Praise the Lord. Now, there's some of these things folks need to know. Are you listening to me? Now, if something arises, I need to make a decision about something, I'll take some extra time to wait on God, see, to, to see what he's got to say about that. Amen. Now then, I would fast and pray, and, and that, that, that stronger anointing would not come on me. Nothing would happen. And then doing no fasting at all and very little praying. Now, when I say that, I mean no protracted praying. Like I said, I always pray. Every day I pray. Praise the Lord. I stay. I pray going down the road. I pray driving down the street in, in town. I go to sleep praying. I wake up praying. But I mean no just set myself apart to do some waiting upon God, and then here it would come. It'd, it'd operate. Now, I think God did that, trying to tell me something. Just let me know you don't have a thing in the world to do with this. This is all me. Otherwise, you know, I'd brag about what I did, and I didn't do anything. He did it. Are you listening to me? You see, many times, we want to take part of the glory to ourselves, and God's not going to share his glory with us. Amen. Remember, I was holding a revival meeting one time, and a dear lady, the pastor's wife, now the Lord spoke to me, I said to my wife, I, I told her what was going to happen because I'd prayed before I ever went there. The Lord showed me why he was sending me. And, uh, and I knew it would happen, and it happened just like the Lord showed me. But then after the meeting got started, it was running real well, all right. But she got up every night, and she'd say, Now, I'll tell you folks, said, I'll tell you, we're, we're having a meeting that we're having because, said, called her name, Sister So-and-so is fasting. Said, I've been, a, I'm on the fifth day of my fast. How many of you will join me? Well, if a few said they would, the next night she'd get up. Now, I'm on the sixth day of my fast. How many of you folks will join me? And the next night she'd get up, you know, and say, I'm on the seventh day. And she kept bragging every night how many days she's fasting. Well, according to what Jesus said, when you fast, you ought to do it to yourself and to the Lord and wash your face, bless God, and anoint your head and not appear to men to fast, and God will reward you. Amen. But if you're going to get glory of men, then you've got all the glory you're going to get out of it. Now, don't misunderstand me. I don't mean by that even as a pastor, because as a pastor, we'd have certain fast days where we'd all fast and pray. But then when you get up and say, now God's doing certain things, and I knew he wasn't because he'd already showed me what he's going to do if I do certain things and I did what he told me to do. You see, I'd just soon hear a donkey bray at midnight in a tin barn. And folks would get up and brag about what all I've done and how many days I fasted. I said, brag about it. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. You see, they want to take the glory for what happened. You see, it's because I did this. Well, I'm nothing. I can do nothing. But thank God he's everything. Amen. Let's see, where was I now? Well, sometimes you get as much from some of those little side excursions as you do anything anyway. Now, that happened to me over a 20-year period four times. And then almost four years ago in Buffalo, New York, the Holiday Inn, the... Uh, 6th of September of 1970, we were up there, my wife and I, speaking full gospel businessmen, speaking to chapter meeting, went up for a convention, then we had uh, seminars and cooperating full gospel businessmen. 
we had services Monday through Saturday, so Sunday was our only day to travel, so we'd travel that day to get to our next appointment. And as I unloaded uh, our stuff and books and so on, I, I began to not feel right physically. Now, that might not be, mean a thing to you, but you see, uh, 36 years before, I'd been healed. Now then, it'll be 40 years in August. And I hadn't had a, the flu. I still haven't had the flu in 40 years. I hadn't had a headache then, 36 years. Now, 40 years. I've never had a headache in 40 years. I've never missed a service in 40 years. Not, I'm not bragging on me. You understand that now? I'm bragging on Jesus. He's the Savior. He's the healer. He's the keeper. Amen. Now, I began to not feel right physically. And I'd always just simply acted on God's Word like I did when I got healed. Mark eleven twenty four, And would always either instantly be healed or begin to amend immediately. But this time I got no better fast. And my wife, we'd been married then 33 years. She heard me say something she'd never heard me say in all of our married life. I said, I'm going to lie down here. I'm sick. I never said that. I just laid down before I fell down. Tell you the truth about it, I'd have fallen on the floor. But as I lay down there, then I began to look to the Lord a little further and said, Lord, now you don't miss it. I know that. There's no use trying to figure out what's wrong with him. There's not anything wrong with him. He never changes and he never fails. And I said, you don't miss it, but I've missed it somewhere. I don't know where, but I missed it somewhere here because I didn't make my connection. I don't mean I'm a big sinner. It just means I missed it. Now, where is it? And he spoke to me. No, not by an audible voice, just down here in my spirit, like he does everybody, that inward voice, that still, small voice. He said, I'm going to tell you what to do first of all if you want to be healed. And this time, this is the only way you're going to get healed. What is it? I said, he said, just lay your own two hands on yourself. I said to you 20 years and four days ago, when I appeared to you there in Rockwall, the healing powers in your hands. I laid my hands on myself real quick. Boy, you get sick enough, you do anything, you know. I mean, just like that. And I could feel that warm glow going out of my hands into my stomach and spreading out my body both ways. And instantly I began to amend. And then he said to me, you see, you, you haven't done what you should have done with the healing ministry. That's part of your calling. I said, I've called you and have anointed you. I didn't just say, I want you to go teach. You see, that was all I was doing for four or five years. I hadn't even had any laying on of hands of healing for healing. For four or five years, hadn't at that time, see. He said, you didn't do what you should have done with the healing ministry. Now, you go back to Tulsa and start all over again. Now, in our, our chapel there, we had in our, our building, we don't have it anymore, don't have room. But we'd have a teaching session once in a while. Have it at a prayer school at daytime, healing school at night. And then on Wednesday night, after you've talked for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday about healing... Then you start talking about special ministries. Now, there are special ministries, you know. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought under the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases depart from them, the evil spirits went out of them. Then he said, you go back to what I said to you in Rockwall in 1950 and reiterate that to the people. And then you begin to lay hands on them. And when you do, now I've got his word for it, you see. Didn't have it before. When you do, when you obey me, when you do what I said, then that stronger anointing, or stronger anointing, that has come on you four times in the last 20 years, will come on you to abide. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
We have a wonderful offer this month uh, that will help you to listen to the voice of God. It's four CDs by your dad called How You Can Be Led by the Spirit Spirit of of God. God, He explains it so simply that anybody can understand it. Yes. And then my, my little book, called How to Make the Dream God Give You Come True. Mm-hmm. This is a message that I preached back in 1980 That's right. at a conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I've really ever preached it again. I may have preached parts of it. But it, 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 this explains and, and talks to people about, like, you know, Joseph was a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And... See, and God give him dreams and dare to believe in your dream. And then I talk about 13 boys with a vision. That was our track team. Yes. And then I talk about the church's vision to the world. I give a word to ministers and I talk about quit comparing. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. You are an individually child of God made for what God wants you to do. Yes. And don't don't look at somebody else and say, Well, I'm not I'm not doing what they're doing or I'm not being able to accomplish as much as they're accomplishing. That's what God wants them. God got you where he is. That's anyway, right. how to make the dream God gives you come true. And that's for a gift of twenty two dollars or more. Good. A good savings. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue this powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.